0: He's worthy, isn't he? He's worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. Is to our King, our Jesus. I'm thankful for that song. (laughs) When we begin to think of what he's known for and his beauty, and I hope and pray I can bring you something that he kind of revealed to me this week, some more of his beauty and his being perfect. A man being perfect. We, we talk about him all the time being perfect. But man, when I begin to read the word, I got, I rejoiced because he was a perfect sacrifice. He had to be a perfect sacrifice. Had to be. You go back in the days of old and what, what happened if priests priest had uh, sin in their life? What did they do? When he went into the holiest of holies, that was a holy place. That was where they met God. What happened? Well, just to be for a caution, they would tie a rope around his ankle, and if he was to fall over dead, well, he had sin in his life. and they'd drag him out because they'd have to get another high priest, another priest. But I'm so thankful for this high priest. I'm thankful for this high priest, this Jesus Christ. After the order of Melchizedek, we read Wednesday night. <laughs> he was perfect. He was perfect. And I want to give him glory For his perfection And what he did Church I don't believe he could have came out of that grave If he wasn't perfect I don't believe he would have came out of the grave But he came out of the grave And brother Paul wrote a point He said that same spirit That brought him out of the grave He said it's going to dwell in you It's going to make you alive when you was dead in the trespasses of sin, when that Holy Ghost infilling of you, you become alive, a new creature. You've been born again. I couldn't help but to think this morning. Some people think, well, you're crazy. Why? Why do you rejoice? And I had to tell you that this morning. That's why I was rejoicing, because that was coming to my mind. That was coming to my mind, the Word of God. And I'm so thankful for the Word of God. So thankful. A song is good, but I'm telling you, it's powerful when it's backed up with the Word of God. And that's what it takes. I've seen people, they wrote songs and they'd get on stage and they would sing, and they would sing, and they would sing. But there'd be no spirit there, none there. But I'm church, church when you get the Word of God in with a song, <laughs> you have something. I'm telling you right now, if you have the Word of God, you have, <laughs> I don't want to say something, I want to say you have everything. You have everything. You have everything. So don't take it for granted. Don't take what He done for you for granted. Don't take grace for granted in His mercy. Don't take this word. Don't take the the word of God, the stories of old. Don't take the stories of the early church for granted this morning. (laughs) Just speaking, singing that song was running on. Was it old Elijah that the spirit of God, I believe God on him, and he began to run. And he outran the king's horses and chariots. Was it Elijah? I think it was Elijah. (laughs) That's impossible to man, isn't it? A man can't outrun a horse, but the Spirit of God can. The Word of God can. (laughs) He makes things possible. We see these things. We see these things. Take it to heart. Don't let them slip. It's what the, uh, the writer of Hebrews says. Don't let these things slip from you. Remember them. Remember them. And it's so important. How do we remember? There's so much. That's where the Spirit of God comes in. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. What did he tell you? Send them out. He sent 70 out. Take no thought of what you're going to say. Don't worry about it. I'll feel you, (laughs) man. I'll feel you, man. Boy, he did to Brother Peter. (laughs) I was thinking on the day of Pentecost, Brother Peter began to preach the word boldly, didn't he? He preached the word. (laughs) You men, you see these things. Old Stephen preached the word boldly. And I believe he changed the hearts of many. I believe Brother Paul could look back; he was on the, he was on the side where they was throwing the stones. But I believe old Brother Paul could look back after he was Jesus would reveal Himself to him, and he began to preach the Word. And I believe old Brother Pete, or Paul, I believe when he was thinking on Brother Stephen, I know there no doubt the hurt probably was there, but Jesus told me He said, "My grace is sufficient, Paul." My grace is sufficient, <laughs> and I'm so thankful. Well, I believe old Brother Paul could rejoice and thank, be thankful for old Brother Stephen when he saw those things where he was at. How many wants to go to heaven? Hands up. Absolutely. We all want to go to heaven. We all want to go to heaven. I did that. I hope I can I, hold on to your attention for a little bit this morning. Because I feel like I got something from God. I feel like I got something. This last couple of weeks I began to pray, and I really didn't have nothing. And I began to pray as Lord, I need something. Because I didn't, I didn't just did nothing it was on my heart. But then the stuff started trickling in. And I thank God. I thank God for his word. I thank God for his power. For his power. And I thank. In other words, <laughs> oh, Brother Paul, it's not me, but it's the grace of God that's in me. Yes. And it's so true. It's the grace of God that's in us that we can receive something today, that I could say something to you today. It's the grace of God, not by me, not by you, but it's by His power and by His love. I go back to the, as we were talking about that race. I was thinking, and these things kind of trickled in. I was thinking, I was listening to a guy that was, he was uh, um, an athlete. He, was a, he, he did triathlons and, and he went all over the world and he, he trained. And people would say, How do you do it? What, what's your mindset? What's your mindset? He said, I have learned when my body says stop to tell my, in my mind to continue you go past the pain, you go past <laughs> the hurt that you're feeling, and you've got a goal set before you. And I thought, hey, oh Brother Paul said that, didn't he? Oh, Brother Paul said that. He said, the pain that comes, Brother Paul said, I suffered pain more than all of you. He said, this is what I done. This is what I done. But guess what? I am forgetting those things, forgetting those things, church, I'm telling you this morning, you better forget those things. Forget those things that was yesterday, and we better be looking for the prize that's coming. There is a prize coming. We need to stand up. We need to be men and women of God (laughs) and say, God, you're my help. You're my strength. The adversary, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say about my brother, about my sister. I'm not going to... Dwell on what they said Or what I Somebody done me wrong I don't care I don't care Because my help Comes from you And I'm running the race And my mind And my eye Better be single On him Why did brother Paul say that? I believe he said it for that reason I believe he said that Because there's things Going to come church You're going to need this Keeping your eyes single On him I believe it was brother Paul It was a brother in the New Testament, whoever said it, thank God. They said it as they was moved by the Holy Ghost, period, whoever it was. We live in a world, church, that is all confusion. And we got this virus that is just people are just blowing up over this virus and really struggling. (sighs) I tell you, I see it as the way that the adversary is trying to divide. I see it as men's, men's thoughts and their theories and they're talking about how the only thing that won't fail is science, but they won't give God no glory or no honor. He's the only thing that won't fail, period, period. And then we got these men, ungodly men, <laughs> making decisions and trying to separate the, the churches and the, the, the families and all this. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get into my thoughts. But that's just what I see. I see, I see there's a division. Wanting to, there's a separation. They're wanting to get things, They're wanting to get things out of society. And I believe they're wanting to use different things to do that. Let's get into the Word. Do we want the Word this morning? Do we want the Word this morning? Do we want it more than anything? We better love Him more than anything. You can't separate Jesus Christ from this Word. Absolutely not. You can't separate the Spirit from this Word. And so many wanna do it. So many wanna do it. And I'm telling you this morning, if we're going to heaven, we gotta have his word. We gotta hunger and thirst after this word. We need his word more than anything else. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Didn't know where to start this, this message. And I want to talk to you about hearing, hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. We talk all the time and we quote scriptures and, and revelations. And hear what the, uh, the Spirit says unto the churches. You need to get your ears tuned, and you need to get your eyes ready, and, and you need to be getting your mind set on Him and hearing what the Spirit says to the churches. You read Revelations. There was a lot of uh, you better take heed to the word. There was lukewarm churches. There was churches that lost their first love. There was churches that needed to repent. There was some uh, the things would come upon them, and yet they would not repent. And Revelation speaks of What a sad state. Matthew, the fourth chapter, as I was beginning with it, I was like, Lord, where, I need to know where to start this. And then a thought comes to me. Let's go to the greatest man ever. Let's go to the, the one with all power. Let's see his example. We're going to get this King Jesus' example. And this is what we stand on. And then I'm going to give you an example by the grace of God. I'm going to give you an example of Another king. Another king. And then we're going to break it down, and then by the grace of God again, we'll break it down to our small congregation. Our small congregation. Church, in these passages, I'll tell you up front, in these passages, there's rejoicing. In these passages, there are warnings. There are warnings here this morning, and that's what the the word of God is. You read what Brother Paul told Timothy. What the word of God was. and if we, Maybe we'll go there. Maybe we'll go there. Lord willing. Matthew 4 chapter. First verse. Then was Jesus. Is there any greater. Than Jesus. Church. I asked a question. And I heard about three people. Is there any greater than Jesus. Yes. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Jesus, he was led, he says, of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by who? Of the devil. He was tempted of the devil. Now you please try and get this mindset and get try to give uh, I want your attention here because it's the word of God. Jesus was tempted by the devil. That seems impossible, doesn't it? Jesus, how Jesus could be tempted by the devil. He was, he was sent out of heaven, him and a third of the angels sent out. Why? Because they begin to think, well, we're as powerful, we're as good. Now, you, you see this. You see the reason for the fall of the angels. And now, Jesus is being tempted. But he, Scripture says, having the spirit, was in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards hungered. Yeah, yeah, his flesh was a hungered. Could you imagine forty days and forty nights again? That's impossible to man, isn't it? Man says, "What you can go twenty some days without eating. After that, you're done. Water is even less, even less." 40 days, 40 nights. He was tempted. Why? Wow. As mom said, and others had said, for me, for you. He was tempted in the wilderness for me and you. Verse 3 says, And when the tempter came to him and he said, If thou be the Son of God, oh, come on. Come on, devil. You know he was the Son of God. You know he was the Son of God. How do you know? (laughs) I tell you, when Jesus was walking those dirt dirt roads and he come to one that was possessed, as the scripture says, they called him legion. Why? Because he was possessed of many devils. And when he came to the scene, what happened? The The demons spoke out and said, Lord, the Son of God, I believe he said, why temptest ye us? Or uh, not tempt us, but uh, um, what's the word? Uh, Why do you come? Now, basically, before our time, why do you come? Why do you come? They took note. They saw who he was. (laughs) Why? Why did the tempter come here? Why did he come and why? Why? That caught my eye. When the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God. Really? Yeah. Yes, he's the Son of God. (laughs) He's Emmanuel. Angel told him. and We see these angels coming down to minister to him. Church, we have angels that come and minister to us. And don't forget it. Don't take it for granted. That's another thing. Don't take that for granted. Don't take it for granted. Ministering spirits, the scripture says. If thou be the son of God. <laughs> Angel says, "Calling me Emmanuel when he was born. Why? What's Emmanuel but mean? God is with us. <laughs> God is with us. Praise the Lord. Church, when we come together, we need to realize... This is not just a common gathering. This is not a common gathering. When we hear the word of God, it's not just a word. His word will never fail, His word is forever settled. There's no end to His word. All power. If thou be the Son of God, the tempter was coming. Has he ever come to you? (laughs) Ah, you're really not a son of God. You're not a a sister. You're not a a daughter of God. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. Are you so thankful for his his long-suffering, his mercy, his kindness, his grace? Command that stone to be made bread. When Jesus for 40 days hadn't eaten, bread would be good, would not it? Just plain bread would be fine in 40 days. Your body would just crave basically anything, I believe. Never been nowhere near to that. What What did Jesus do? Did Jesus get puffed up? <laughs> did Jesus, <laughs> I'm going to do it this way? This is what he did. He laid it out. He says, Here's bread. You can have this. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. <laughs> every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's written in red, (laughs) every word, every word. I don't know about you, when I begin to think of this perfect sacrifice and what he done and what he accomplished, it's a calling for me, and I hope you get the same calling. It's a calling for me (laughs) that I need to take every word That this word of God brings. That I read. I need to apply it to my life. I need and I want to apply it to my life. (laughs) It's a must. I believe. We talked Wednesday about that. Strong meat. About milk. about being skillful. Things we need to do. Jesus used the word of God, didn't he? He used the word of God against the tempter. <laughs> you think we could do the same? Absolutely. That's the only way we're going to overcome. It's the only way. It's not what I say, but it's what the word of God says. I don't care what your grandma or your granddad said. If it lines up with the word, we rejoice with Him. Amen. But if it don't, I'm sorry. You're leaning on a broke stick. If the blind lead the blind, you'll fall into a ditch. And Church, I'm telling you, with what I see, these ditches, they're deep. In this world and in this walk, they're deep. And they're hard, hard to get out of. Impossible. I don't think so. Boy, (laughs) I'm telling you, it takes the word to get out of it. And if you reject the word and get into the ditch, how much more is it going to take you to use the word to get out of the ditch? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Why? Because our minds, we think we're right. We think we're right, and then we find ourselves in the ditch. (laughs) Now what are we going to do? Well... Thank God we have repentance, but it takes the word. If you want the word, it'll get you out of the ditch. So we need all this that proceeded out of the mouth of God. All of it. And it's so important. All of it. Yes, all of it. Not just, well, I'm going to repent of my sins and be just happy go lucky and live my life. No. Dad, he, he talked about there was a young rich man. and he, he he done all that he was told to do. And he talked to Jesus and what did Jesus tell him? He said, go sell all that you have and give to the poor. What happened? Oh, he went away sorrowful. Why? Because his riches meant, meant a lot to him, didn't it? It meant a lot to him. It's, it's what he held on to. He, this, was, this was my comfort. I have this. <laughs> When you got a bad day, what do you do? Man tends to, well, I'll go back here because I got my riches right here. And I'll sit down with my riches. And that'll soothe my, it'll comfort me. Won't it? That's man. That's man. It'll comfort. And everybody, we have something. If you don't have God, you have something that you go to. You You have a God of this world. Because man is too weak. It didn't stop there, though. He didn't stop there. When you see this, proceeded out of the mouth of God, and there's just church. We could spend a month or maybe more just just in these passages. There's just so much, so much here. And then Paul wrote, and and so many didn't didn't want to hear what Brother Paul had to say. He says, if you consider yourself spiritual, if you consider yourself a prophet, he said, these words that I speak to you, these are the commandments of God. And we have these letters to the churches, and it's so important. As Jesus said, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, if it comes from the mouth of Paul and it's written in this word, can you say it's from God? Brother Paul said it was. He said, if you're spiritual, if you see these things, you can say, these are the commandments of God that I'm telling you. Commandments of God. When I see commandments of God, I see these things and I've got recordings and I've got history of men that didn't take, they took the commandments of God for a while and then they decided, well, let's do this. I'm I'm kind of kind of bored with this. Let me, let me see what else I can come up with. And then men begin to, they begin to add to. It was in Jesus' day, and it's in our day, and it was in the early church's day, and it'll be until the day he comes back. Why? Because you've got that tempter. You've got that tempter that's there whispering in your ear. And I'm telling you, church, he's whispering in a lot of church people's ear. <laughs> If he, if he whispered in Jesus' ear. <laughs> yeah. If he whispered in his ear. You better believe he's going to whisper in ours. In verse 5. mean, Then the devil taketh him up into a holy city. Let's try, let's try it. Devil's like, well, I'll do something else. That didn't work. Why? Because he used the word of God on me. Let's do something else here. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, there he is again, bringing it to him, if thou be the Son of God. (laughs) I tell you what, if I was Jesus, I would say, devil, you know I'm the Son of God. But this (laughs) is what really blessed me. How about Jesus? Jesus. His brother Matt brought the word Wednesday. He was a lamb. And that went to his shears without opening up his mouth. That says something. It said something to me. When I'd have all rights. When Jesus had all rights. All rights to rebuke. Saying, get on out of here. He just used the word. He knew he had a greater commitment for me and you. He didn't let that tempter, listen, he didn't let that tempter get under his skin. He didn't let that tempter get in his mind. No, he was focused. He was focused on a job that he had. My wife told me just the other day, she says, Michael, you're like a workhorse. You got the blinders on and you just, you got one thing in mind, that's what you do. <laughs> and we was talking, it was, she didn't sound nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> she said it out of love. <laughs> she was just letting me know, hey, listen, slow down here, thank you, thank you here. But as I thought on that and to think about it, I was praying about it and I thought, Lord, I definitely want to be able to know my surroundings and see and make sure I'm you know, taking care of this and that. But in the same sense, I want, I want those blinders. I don't want the distractions of the world to take my mind. I'm gonna go back to a race, church. We're in a race. We're in a race, and the adversary is wanting us to stop that race. And he's got all kinds of tricks. Yeah, he'll say, yeah, you can't run no more because your legs hurt. You can't run no more because you have lack of oxygen. You can't run no more because you're not skillful. You can't do this, and you can't do that. <laughs> or we can be like Jesus, we can be Christ-like and we can say, Lord, you're my help, you're my strength, you're the air that I breathe. Lord, if I take one step towards you, it's better than one back. If it's a small step, thank God. If it's all that's within me to take a half a step, thank God. But if I'm able to run, I believe I should run. I think of the, this poor widow, she come. In the Old Testament, she did, I think it was Elijah. She said, a man of God come and said, can you feed me? She said, well, she got in the barrel of what she had. And she said, this is what I have, this is what I have. My plans was to eat it, me, and I believe it was my son, and then we didn't have no more, and that was going to be it. We was going to die. He said, give it to me. Give it to me. Church, I'm telling you, from beginning of time until he comes back, he will make a way. If we stand on his word, if we're hearing his word, not the adversaries. What happened? What happened after she made the case for him? Did the Lord provide? Yes. Uh, a lot more. He didn't put just a little there, did he? Uh, he didn't stop with just a little. <laughs> Church, I'm telling you, he has a lot for us. He has a lot for us this morning. If you felt his spirit this morning, As I did, I believe he's just, we're just scratching the surface. We're just scratching the surface, but we gotta hear his word. We gotta hear his voice when the adversary comes. We need to go to the word and use the word against him and say, no, devil, I've listened to it long enough. What does the word say? He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the same. (laughs) Uh, He says an effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man it availeth much. You have needs, you know somebody in need, go to prayer. You got loved ones? Go to prayer. (laughs) He never done me nothing but good. He's never failed me. All these promises are yes and amen. (laughs) Oh, it's recorded. It's recorded. Don't listen to the adversary, church. Don't listen to him. We stand on his word. I tell you, your feelings... We, we got a, a wave in the world today. My feelings matter. Yeah. <laughs> when? In Absolutely in the flesh. When does your feelings matter? Is your feelings greater than Jesus' feelings? I'll, I'll answer that, no. He had something set before him. Church, you have the same thing set before you. You have the tempter. But you have a loving God that will, will lead you and guide you into all truth. You have that. We have that promise. I believe legions said, why torment us before our time? When he came on the scene, <laughs> I'm telling you, Church. I'm telling you, if you got, as we'll find here, the devil had to leave Jesus. He had to leave, and I stood and stand on this. And when I see it and read it, I say, Lord, I see something. When I have the Word living and abiding in me, and it's strong in me and I know the word, and I have the spirit in me, whether I'm in the wilderness, whether I'm on the job site, whether I'm home, whether I'm in bed, on the couch, whatever, at the dinner table, wherever. When the adversary comes, I have found through this word, through this passage, that when I begin to call on the name of Jesus, when I begin to, uh, when uh, when I let the spirit give me scriptures, The devil can't. The devil can't stay around. He'll be there. He'll come back. Yes. Absolutely. But the spirit of God. Is much greater. But the devil. He taketh him up on that high city. He setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6. And he said unto them. If thou be the son of God. Cast thyself down, for it is written. Wait a minute. We're getting ready to read something here. We're getting ready to read something here. And this is important. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Who's saying this? The tempter. This is scripture. This is scripture. He he just read... uh, uh, and I see, what is it? Psalms. He read Psalms 91, 11, and verse 12. Psalms 91 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee. So these brothers here, they saw some insight. There's, they saw some insight of this master, this Jesus coming. And, and they began to talk about it. And I believe they was rejoicing. The, the brothers of old was rejoicing because they saw this man. <laughs> they saw this Jesus. And they began to write. He says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. This is Psalms 91. And you got this tempter reading the word to Jesus. Now, if I was Jesus, I'd have said, devil, read 13. (laughs) Because he read Psalms 91, 11, and 12. And verse 13 says, thou shalt tread upon the lion and otter. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. (laughs) He left that part out, didn't he? (laughs) He left that part out. (laughs) Why? Because he was trying to get Jesus. He was trying to find just a little bit of fault in Jesus. But Jesus is like, no. No, devil. No, devil. I know. I know I'm the son of God. I know that all power is in me. But I've got a duty to do. I've got a duty. Because Michael. Michael Gabbard. Is going to need me. He's going to need me. And he's going to need my love. And he's going to need me to be perfect. Oh glory to your name Jesus. Thank you God. He needed I'm so thankful. I think of the brothers of all. I said, I sure am sad and sorrowful that he went through what he did, but I'm so glad he did. Yeah. Oh, when I think about it, I thought, this was Jesus. This was Jesus you did that to. Oh, but it was in the plan, wasn't it? You have no power. (laughs) I could call angels down. And they had delivered me from his cross. (laughs) But he didn't. Why? Because he loved us. Oh, shouldn't we rejoice? Shouldn't we be glad? Uh, Shouldn't he have our attention? Oh, yes. Yes, he should. And I tell you, church, When I begin to read this, I begin to rejoice. And then I begin to cry and say, Oh, Lord, I remember what Brother Paul said. He said when he wrote to the churches, when he preached to the churches, God, you give me strength. (laughs) Give me strength and I'll not be cast away. And i tell you this morning, (laughs) God, give me the strength. When the adversary comes to me. give me the strength to use the Word of God let me be prayed up let me be prayed up that when he comes that I not have aught. that I not have a little leaven but I'll stand on your word and my heart will be pure and my lips will be pure and that I'll be giving you glory and honor oh Jesus he's ours our strength church comes from him Period, period. Don't think, and I will go read here shortly. Don't think we could stand on our own. We'll find a king here. Yeah, he just, i give you a little, while well, it's on my mind, I don't want it to slip. There was a king that just come through a battle one, and they put a, they took the, 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 the enemies through a crown off of his head to kill the king and they put it up on King David because he just won this battle and it wasn't long King David was pouring out and saying God I failed I failed you I failed you Matthew 4 Let's continue on Jesus. The devil was quoting Scripture here. He knew he was the Son of God. He knew the scripture. Church makes sure our life makes sure our actions line up with the word. Brother Paul was he was. He he wanted to point it to where he repeated himself. He says, if any man or an angel, angel come preaching any word or any other word, what would he say? Let him be a curse because it's not of God. He's not of God. Church, there's so much out there. There's so much out there that can destroy a man and a woman. Make sure you're walking in the Spirit. Verse 7. He says, Jesus said unto him, it is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not tempt him. We got record in Hebrews. Hebrews. How they tempted him in the wilderness. What happened? They entered not into his rest. They entered not. James says in 1 and 13, God don't tempt man. Wow. How? Verse 14, first chapter, he says, man's tempted when he's drawn away by his what? Enticed by what? His own lust. Well, did you hear what the preacher said about me? Church, I'll tell you. i tell you, too.. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Brother Peter said it. And I just back up what Brother Peter said. We're not Lord over God's heritage. I just want to be an example. And I want to feed you. I want to feed you. Brother Gary said that all we could do is bring the word to you and warn you. What did the prophets do? The prophets said Jeremiah was a fine example. Jeremiah was a prophet. I believe in scripture, he's a weeping prophet for 40 years. He talked and he wept and he said, you're going against God. You're going against God. Some come to Jeremiah and say, go to your God. What should we do? Jeremiah went to his God and he poured out his heart. He poured out his heart and he come back to the men and he said, This is what he said. The prophets of old said, <laughs> Begin to tell them, What did Jeremy, the men said? Ah, couldn't be. Couldn't be. That ain't what I wanted to hear. <sighs> it's not what I wanted to hear. Church. When correction offends you, you're in a bad place. When a correction offends you, you're in a bad, bad place. But when correction brings rejoicing, (laughs) what happens? You see you're wrong. And now we got fruits. We can have fruits of the spirit. not fruits of the flesh. Church fruits of the flesh. Won't get you anywhere. But death. Fruits of the spirit. Is going to send you to a place. Of righteousness. Not only. When he comes back. But today. We can go to a place of Righteousness. In this crazy world. The prophets of old says. Thus saith the Lord. When you hear. Thus saith the Lord. There wasn't very many. Took heed to it did they? There was some that took heed to it. And they repented. (laughs) And thank God. Do you get a picture. Of how broad. The way to destruction is. Do you get a picture? I do. I do. When I read Matthew 4, I I got a picture of how narrow and straight this way is that leads to life that leads to a kingdom. That's society we're living in church we're living in a society that everybody's feelings matters why? because now there's no wrong everybody's right in their own eyes (laughs) well if he wants to be a lady let him be a lady if she wants to be a man well they didn't really know when they was born (laughs) that's where we're at That's the world. Not only that, but there's so much wickedness. There's so much wickedness. Um, let's see. Uh, this is verse seven, Matthew four. And, and, uh, the devil took unto him up an eighth verse of mountain, and showed him the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto "All these things will I give thee, if, if I will fall down and worship me." <laughs> worship me. Uh, have you ever heard that that tempter come to you and say? do this well you you're talking about joy you can find joy here let's let's go try this out let's oh yeah yeah I got to get one of these yeah and before you know it, I remember remember the brother uh, Earl saying talking about his son and how he was so sorrowful things that he'd done and and his son he, he got him a group of guys that he really liked and, and then before you know it they bought the dirt bikes and he bought the dirt bikes, well guess what? A man works, well you gotta pay for it, Well, you gotta work about six days a week to pay for all of our good, our good toys that we gotta have. Guess what, it leaves Sunday, doesn't it? Well, you gotta have time to, to enjoy these things. What happens? Sunday morning's the only, only day I gotta ride, Dad. Yeah, Brother Earl, he said before you knew it, he was out the door out the door. I'm telling you, church, I was that way. I was that way, but thank God for His mercy and grace. And I tell you, there's nothing greater than coming to church. There's nothing greater than picking up His Word of God and letting it be alive. Letting it be alive in you. Let's worship him. Who's that worship him must worship him and how? Spirit. you got to have the spirit. Yes. We've we got to have truth. We can't let the tempter come in. We can't let the tempter come in and say, yeah, but, but what about? It? We can't let him come in. Prayer. The importance. Brother Gary talked last week. The importance of prayer. And the beauty of it. And what we get. We get out of it. We're going to God. To have fellowship. To talk to him. I have a lot. I'll tell you a short story. A guy was telling me. Went to a like a seminar and he would begin to speak and the guy's like, "Uh, all right, he knew he was windy. He said, you got 15 minutes? He said, well, you got other men here that want to talk. His buddy spoke up and said, he can have my 15 minutes. His other buddy said, you can have my 15. So I offered you a time to say something before I started. So I might take your 15 and I might take your other 15. First Chronicles twenty one. Oh, before you while you're going there, I'm going to read one scripture here. Why was he tempted? Jesus, why was he tempted like Brothers of old in Hebrew speaks of him being tempted Like us, yet without sin He knows, he knows when that tempter comes He knows when we face things And he knows these things And he wants to give us strength And in Matthew, the third chapter Before he goes into this Jesus answered and said to them Suffer to be so now For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered, he says him. So he was tempted for what? To fulfill all righteousness. I'm so thankful he did. I'm so thankful that he did. 1 Chronicles 21st chapter. Now if you read 20, you'll see that David, he just destroyed some enemies and As I said, you know, they took the crown and they put it upon his head. So, Brother David, no doubt he was feeling good. (laughs) He overcame. What happened? First Chronicles 21, first verse, he says, And Satan stood up, up against Israel, and he did what? He provoked David to number Israel. Now, this David wasn't just a normal king, was he? From a, from a young man, you could see the hand of God in David's life. Acts speaks of him. He said, this man was quoted. <laughs> He's after my own heart. A man after his own heart. He was strong. He, he killed the giant. The giant come to him, he says... <laughs> Uh, You come to me with that, I come to you in the name of the Lord. He slew the lion. He took care of the lambs. He played the harp to the point that the spirits of Saul had to leave. He was a man of God. What happened? and a battle and he felt good felt strong in the flesh in the flesh look what I accomplished ah adversary was there David you're a great man wonder how many men you got wonder how many men you got underneath you David Man, why don't you try to number? Why don't you try? Joab said, No, no. No. David said to Joab, first second verse, and to the rulers of the people, go. Number Israel from Besheba even to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. Now, I believe this would take some. Now this was the king. And back then they had all rights. You, you disobey me, take his head off. Don't only kill him, kill his family as well. King would suffer no consequences at all. Joab answered. I believe Joab was concerned here. Concerned. Joab. David, are you sure? What did he say in the third verse? Joab. Joab answered, The Lord make his people a hundred times so many more as they be. But my Lord the king, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then doeth my Lord require this thing? They're all yours. What's it matter how many? Why will he be a cause of trespass to Israel? The importance of it. <laughs> I remember Brother Taylor talking about the Men want to number things. Men, you've got you to have a number. You've got to have it on the back wall. What's your offerings? How many attended? They're all the Lord's. We don't want... We want numbers, yes, to come into the, to the blessings of God, but not just to come in to fill a, a seat. Yeah. Right. We want to endure to the end. We want to be a man of God, a woman of God, that can be led of God, that can be set apart, meet for the master's use. We want to fill the blessings of God, we want to see the hand of God move. We want to obey the word. Brother Joab, I believe. Now Joab was a man that David set him in a certain place. David appointed him, he appointed him commander in chief. Now what happens? They begin to number these men. Israel and Judah, they they numbered them. And just in one group, there was over a million soldiers. Could Could you imagine? And on the other was, history states, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of men. Soldiers. David got the number. But what was the percussion of this? You see, he had that he adversary there with that still, small voice. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Try it. Try it. Scroll down. Or go down to 16. And even after Joab had told him. Not a good idea. He got the number. David found. That he failed God. He failed God. And, <sighs> And David, in verse 16, lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between the earth and the heavens. See, God told him, he said, you've got three choices, David. You can read this. For time, I'll just kind of go through it. You've got three choices, David. Pick one of the three. <laughs> now, you read the three and you think, how could I pick any of them? All because of what? All because the tempter said no, burn, and he began to cry out to the Lord and say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." But you know what happened? Seventy thousand were lost. Can you think of that? All because David heard that tempter knock. Paul, David, if you did this, he would really show you power. 70,000. And it's not just the 70,000 soldiers. It's 70,000 fathers, possibly, brothers. Decisions we make, the percussions of it. We have all kinds in the word. Do we see the importance of this? Can you see? How do you think David fell? Let's read how he fell. Verse 16, And David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between the earth and heaven, having drawn a sword in his hand, stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders of Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces. And David said unto God, is it not I that commanded the people to be numbered? Even, even I it is that have sinned and none evil indeed. But as for these sheep, what have they done? They hadn't done anything. And I see this and I try to put this in my mind. And I try to go to the story. I try to get down there and, and what can I get out of this? How can I apply this to my life? If I, a brother, if I, a dad, if I, a husband, who listen to the tempter, there could be, <laughs> I could go to God and, and ask for forgiveness. And at times he forgave some and at times he didn't, did he? Well, Cain slew Abel. He, he, he went to ask for forgiveness with tears, the scripture says. He couldn't find it. But what's the percussion? What's, what about next six months? What about next year? What about huh? just by hearing that tempter? Just by falling into, woe is me? Just beside him. you see the beauty of Jesus now? The perfect sacrifice. We see this king. He says, "I pray thee, O Lord, my God, be on me and not on my Father's house, but not on thy people that they should be plagued." And he goes on, and in in verse thirty says, "And David could, could not go before it to inquire of God, for he was afraid because of the sword of the angel of the Lord." You better believe it. You better believe it. You see the power of God. What happens, church? We hear the word of God. Thus, it is written as Jesus said, it is written. It is written. <laughs> same word. And it's the same tempter. Nice warnings. There's rejoicing there, but there's also warnings. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake myself. Make sure <laughs> you're being walked. And being led by the Spirit. By the grace of God. I think of what Brother Earl said again. He said parents. Your children. Do not need another friend. They need guidance. They need to be taught. The ways of the Lord. comes down again I look at myself church (laughs) by the grace of God we're not going to come and give you words that will tickle your ear by the grace of God it is written that's what we want to bring because I find that's the only thing that can stand and I know, I know, so many churches as I, I'm standing on the word of God. And in their actions they're doing the complete opposite. He's a righteous judge. I, I'm not judging. But it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. We're not i got a list of things here. We're not here to take your side. We want to be on your side. We want us to be in the Lord. It's not here. We're not here for your feelings or your ideas. But it's so important. We have the word of God. Because it's written. We will be without excuse. Plain and simple. Joab warned, didn't he, David? That's not a good idea. Not a good idea. The tempter did not show David the outcome, did he? It never does. Did you? He never... (laughs) He failed to Read that 13th verse in Psalms to Jesus. Which Jesus knew. Jesus knew the word. Him being the word. He left that part out. But Jesus knew. He left that part out of David. That's 70. You're going to lose 70,000. Not only soldiers. But as I said. Husbands. Brothers. Fathers. You've lost them. Their families lost them. How do you think, David? You think when David saw that angel the Lord, do you think he was worried about numbers? Not at all. Church, do you think when we stand before a righteous God, we'll worry about what he said, she said, he said, or she did? Why they didn't do this. Why they didn't do that. I feel like I didn't get all deserved. Stuff doesn't matter. That's the importance of the warning of God. It's not just a word. (laughs) But it becomes life. A warning will become life. One way or another. In a good way if you take heed to the warning? Absolutely. If we don't take heed to it, still it's going to be a life. Could be a torment. Could be a great loss. Could be of little loss. too much a to chance warning i have Turn to Titus, the second chapter. Sound doctrine. How important is worshiping Him in spirit and truth? He said, You must. Sound doctrine is a must. He gives a list of things here. This is a warning. was in a conversation and this young lady was beginning to tell me of things that God had done for her. I say this uh, the importance of this sound doctrine. And we'll read it here. And I know this goes against the grain of so many uh, in the world of sure, but so many in in the church. But as this young lady began to talk to me and she began to tell me the blessings of God, and I was listening, I wanted to listen to her but it just didn't sit right in my soul, in my spirit. And she began to tell me of things she was facing at her job and how God had spoke to her out loud, the voice that he was there for. And she began to speak of just how God was just great in her life, these things. I couldn't, I couldn't agree because I just felt it in my heart. I felt concerned. And I say it out of love. Sound doctrine. And if you're going to worship him, you're going to have to worship him in spirit and truth. And we just read in Matthew what the scripture was, as Jesus said. All the scripture. All of it is important. And we better take heed to all of it. I don't want to be cast away. But he gives a list here. and As he's telling Titus. He says, but speak thou the things which become. He says, sound doctrine. Now, this sound doctrine is so important. Because there's going to be so many that's going to come in. There's going to be wolves come in. There's going to be uh, people that's going to come in. And he says, ah, you've, left, you've left your first love. You, 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 you've been persuaded other ways. And you're going back to the law. Why? Of this gospel. You're leaving this gospel. The whole book of Galatians. Brother Paul writes about it. And he dealt with these things. Why was it written? It was written to those churches, but it was also written for us. (laughs) Some say, well, that was a different time. So God has changed? The Word has changed? I don't think so. He gives instructions, and and, and I'm going to go down, and I know Titus too, a lot of people want to pick one scripture out or two scriptures out, but let's read the whole verses here. But speak to all the things which become sound doctrine. He says that the aged man be sober. Grave temperate. Sound in faith. In charity. He says in patience. You better have some love. Love for the word. You better be temperate. Temperate is when things come. And that heat comes up. That you'll not warp. Or you'll not be persuaded. In one way or the other. Because of. One's feeling or the other one's feeling. You better be temperate. You better be standing on the word. What does it say? You aged men. I'm talking to you. The aged women. He says likewise. And I say all of this because the tempter is right there. To knock on your,, ah, You can do this. You can do that. And just by what David did, we see the loss of lives. So you aged women, he says likewise, that you be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers. Not given to much wine. You be teachers of good things. You need to teach the younger. You need to be an example. And I'm so thankful for the examples that I've had in my life I've seen. <laughs> At a small statue of some, I see them as great warriors in the Lord. It goes on as it says, Not given much wine, teachers of good things, that you may teach the younger women what? You be sober, you young women. You be sober. You love your husbands. And you love. To love their children. Now when I thought on this. I read a story a long, long time ago. And this is another one of those stories. That I feel like that God kind of trickled down into into my heart through this message. On young mothers and mothers. The importance of them. I saw, or I was reading an article, and they was out in the out west, and his mother, a small statured woman, had children, and they went out on a sun, summer day to uh, to a nearby creek, and they be, was swimming in, and, and as they was walking the trail back, a mountain lion had come by, and this mountain lion had attacked the, the mom and the two children. And this small statued woman, she began to fight and she fought with all that she had. She found the stick and she began to use the stick against this line, this mountain line, to exa- exhaustion and to the wounds of the line. She was crying out and some come to her, her help, her aid. And then through that, her last words as a mother is, is my children okay? Is my children okay? And that story come back to my mind. And I thought that woman, she gave all that she had for her beautiful children. And that showed love. To love their children. That was a good example. He goes on in verse five, he says, To be discreet. You you be discreet. He says, You be chaste, listen, be careful. He says, keepers at home. You young women, your place is in the home. You're there to guide these beautiful children. (laughs) Don't let the tempter... Now we got examples of the tempter coming to Jesus, don't we? We got examples of the tempter coming to King David. And now today... (laughs) We got examples of the tempter. I've got examples, not good examples, of the tempter coming and drawing, drawing that mother out, the importance of her finding her place in society. That's the tempter. Why do you say that? Because it don't line up with the Word of God. Period. Period. What's more important? As I said earlier, is it is it the is it the comfort that you could find in this big home? Is it the comfort in look what I accomplished? He said, well, that's really not what the word means. I'll give you an example. Well, you can do both. I've never seen a more tiring job